Hello, people of Earth. Welcome back. This is Josh, and thanks for listening to Good Humans. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation, so I think it's going to be helpful. Um, so we won't spend too much time in the intro. I do want to tell you uh, to go to the website, get your free sticker. It's goodhumanspod.com, and uh, just request a sticker, and I'll send you one along with a little note. Um, and then I also want to tell you about audible.com. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I tripped up on that. Audible.com. It's it's Audible. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's uh, basically a library of audiobooks. And if it exists in hardcover, soft cover, or <laughs> electronic form, it probably exists. <laughs> what is happening? It probably exists on Audible, too. Uh, and oftentimes, the author themselves will read the book, which is uh, an extra little bonus um because you get to hear exactly uh what the book was you know meant to sound like um from the author themselves so it's pretty cool um i just finished uh, a book on audible not too long ago called bitten by a camel uh it was really really good i have a few other books by rob bell um and one was actually just recommended to me called zealot uh by reza aslan um which i hear is really really good but um if you would like to get in on the audible thing uh, you can, and you can do it for free because Audible is being kind enough to sponsor the podcast. So the way this works is you go to audibletrial.com slash goodhumans, and uh, you just fill out some information. They'll give you a free 30-day trial, which means you get any audiobook of your choosing, and you get to try out Audible for 30 days. And even if you cancel and don't continue, you get to keep your audiobook, which is awesome. So check it out. It's audibletrial.com slash goodhumans. And get your free audiobook. Uh, and it helps out the podcast too. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask uh, of you guys if you would review the podcast, that would be awesome. I've mentioned it a few times here and there, but not often. But uh, if you review the podcast, it really does help. It makes it more visible and then more people can find it. Uh, so if you like the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you rate and review it wherever you get it. Um, and that's all I want to say. So enjoy this uh, episode and conversation. I hope it's helpful and have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, time, wherever it is that you are. Enough of me like that. You're going to get more of me in the episode, but enough of me right now. Bye. Hello, people of Earth, and welcome back to Good Humans. This is a podcast about exploring better ways to be human. Um, I'm so excited to have Christopher Swan on the podcast with us today. Uh, Christopher, I don't think I, I think you and I literally just know each other from Instagram, and I'm not sure who reached out first, but I'm I'm happy that one of us did. Um, but welcome, thank you. Yeah, I do think it was Instagram. Uh, I think it was. I think it was our stickers. I think that's that's what it was. It must have been those stickers. I think you saw my sticker, and then I saw yours, and I thought, wait, what's happening here? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which reminds me, don't let me forget to get your address so that I can send you some oh, stickers. Yes, of course. Uh, at yes. some point. Um, but I'm so happy that we're doing this. Um, and so we're going to talk about those stickers, I'm sure. Those will come up, um, as well as some of the other work you're doing. Um, but Christopher, why don't you take a couple seconds, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, whatever we should know about you and the work that you're doing and kind of like what we're here to talk about. Sure. So 
Um, that's such a big question in uh, description, is. but I'm going to say, um, this is what I typically say online and on Instagram and everything. I am this like fella over in the Bay Area that is on this adventure. And that's what I refer to it as. I'm on this really big adventure to like go and help people celebrate what makes them different uh, and hopefully create a world where everyone belongs. So that's kind of like my stick. That's who I am. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm doing that through a few different ways where I'm doing it through a podcast as well, where I travel the United States um, interviewing people in person. So I'm not sure if you knew that part. Um, and um, I help people just express who they are and find out um, what they're about and use that in their business and also in their um, everyday life, find purpose. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. That's amazing. I love it. Um, this ties in, I feel, pretty closely to uh, another guest that I had on the, on the podcast not too long ago. Um, his name was CJ Cassiata, uh, and he wrote a book called Get Weird. Sure, I know. Um, yep. Yeah, okay. See, I was going to say, it seems like you're familiar. Um, and I, I, love, uh, I love kind of the synchronicity of life sometimes when you, you start meeting people and discovering people that are... Um, it's it seems running in a similar direction, um, and then you find out there are there's just so many people doing amazing positive work, yeah. um, and it makes me so happy when I come across these people, which I think is why I was so happy when I came across you. Um, so uh, you also, as as part of this work, helping people both discover and celebrate what makes them different um, and unique, uh, you send out stickers uh, that that say our stories matter. Um, and, uh, can you, can you tell us a little bit about like the inspiration behind those, um, what those mean to you? And then, you know, just, just some, I'm sure you've got some cool stories from, from those as well. Sure. Um, it's funny. Can I just tell you something in real time though? Like literally minutes before we got in here, maybe like two minutes, I was tagged in an Instagram story from this, uh, gentleman that I've interviewed a couple of years ago, Michael Barnum. And he just posted it on and said, hey, I got this great sticker and this stuff. And then instantly I have multiple requests in the in the email. So it's it's funny where um, just a little thing like this is like just spawned a, re- a like a request is crazy. Like it's just the emails kept sputtering in. Mm-hmm. So my uh, our stories matter. My inspiration behind that was I wanted something that would um, link to my podcast, which is called My Big Story. But I, I didn't wasn't really a big fan of like sticking my big story as a brand on a sticker or a T-shirt or something. It just like it didn't resonate with me. Like it just felt like a logo or something. Right. I wanted something that resonated for people to say like, oh, yeah, that's me. That That's who I am. And I, I wanted people to recognize that stories are really kind of like who you are, like experiences, all the things that you're doing in your life. Those are all stories. And we all have one. And and those uniqueness, those things that make you so different that I always talk about and celebrating, that, that's part of the stories. So, you know, long story, I ended up creating that sticker um, and and I initially wasn't going to give it out for free. <laughs> like, that's the funny part of this. I, I was like, oh, if you give me a review on iTunes or if you do some sort of something. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that, like, people loved it. And I thought, you know what? This is amazing. Like I, I was so energized by how people um, resonated and embraced it as their own, not just as like a marketing ploy or something they're going to, you know, like stick around, but it was just so interesting. So I just said, 
heck with it. I'm just going to give these away because I want people to realize how special they are. So um, that started that. And then I just started sending them out and started offering them. And um, it's been going strong for quite a while now. That's amazing. I love that. Um, and I, I discovered something similar. I, I, uh, when I first started making my stickers, I was going to charge for them. And I, then I, I came to the same conclusion. I was like, I, you know what? I don't, there's no reason to do that. Yeah. Um, I love it. And they're in multiple countries now, these stickers, right. And like all over the U S yeah, they're in 13 countries, I think now. Um, and they're in, I think I'm at like 38 States in the U S now. So, you know, like I keep getting a lot of the same States, you know, and, and the last time I posted something that talked about, you know, here's the list of States I'm in. From that message on Instagram, I received multiple requests for stickers that said, I'm, you don't have my state, so we better fix that. Or, you know, things like that. Or That's great. Or somebody says, my favorite part of, of the mailing is when people request something from another country and they mm. are a little bit unsure if I'll actually do it. So they usually write me and say, but you won't send it to Poland, will you? Or you won't send it to Thailand, will you? I'm like, well, of course I will. <laughs> I, you know, and these people are actually... Uh, half the time offering to pay for the envelope and i'm like but there's no kate there's no need for that so um i'm just happy to you know that that i can help people uh, recognize what's special about them yeah and it's it's a little bit like you're i mean you're essentially you're already creating a community through your work Mm -hmm. but you're essentially i mean you're helping your community build your community now with these stickers because now more people are seeing the stickers and that's so wonderful. And it's not, it's not, um, it's not so much uh, a marketing ploy. Like you were saying, it's, it's not, it, it sort of goes beyond that at that point. It's, it's people who are excited about something they've discovered your work. And then other people are able to discover it through, you know, seeing this or maybe, you know, it starts a conversation Um, or maybe it just starts a conversation about something you know, one of these people got from your podcast or your work um, and and they're able to spread positivity that way. But either way, I think it's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a still, small little thing that that does all that. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm still uh, I got mine. So thank you very much. Sure. Um, I'm still trying to decide where to put it exactly. Uh, I want it to be somewhere visible. So I haven't decided yet, but stay tuned. I'll let you know. Please do. I love to see where they're out in the wild. That's, yeah. that's probably one of my favorite things when someone will either tell me a story or they take a photo of it. As you know, I, I send a note card with it that, you mm-hmm. know, that explains why, why it's meaningful to me, but also please go share it in the wild and share it back with me. Cause it's so fun. It's been on the beach in the Philippines. It's been yeah. in the middle of Switzerland. It's you name it. My friend just stuck it on her. She owns this, um, cake business, uh, um, like a high end wedding cake business. She stuck it on her mixer. Mm-hmm. So that way, when she, she's mixing now, all of her fans online will be able to see that. And I just that's so fascinating. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so you you mentioned the podcast a, just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I definitely wanted to ask you about. I've listened to a couple episodes now, um, and I love it. And so I was wondering, because uh, there's always a story behind, you, you know, people don't just wake up and start a podcast. <laughs> there's always a story behind why a podcast gets started. Um, so I'd, I'd love to know like what inspired the podcast, what, like, what's the story behind that. Um, and the other thing I've, I've discovered through doing a podcast is 
sometimes your work ends up sort of taking you a direction that you didn't necessarily plan or foresee. So, uh, I'm wondering, it's, it's kind of a two part question. I'm wondering how the podcast got started. Um, and if, if it's sort of like taking on a life of its own and taking you somewhere you didn't necessarily foresee and, and what that's been like. Uh, so, okay. Yes. Um, so the inspiration for it was um, my own world, my own life. And I was laid off from a corporate job. I've worked corporate jobs all my life, really, many years. And I ended up being laid off. Um, and at that point, I just realized I didn't want to do that anymore. And in fact, mm. in the last couple of years, even prior to that, I was kind of getting a little tired of living in that corporate world. And so I took an opportunity to take some time off and it was this like soul searching, what do I want to be when I grow up? That sort of thing. And I mean, I did a lot of like work, <laughs> like I did self-assessments, I made up my own, I took classes, whatever. And I had this kind of aha moment when I was out hiking one day, which is kind of where I seem to have all that. And it was this, I know what I'm going to do. I want to, I want to help people. And it wasn't initially help people celebrate what makes them different, but I really wanted to help people that maybe felt lost. And I thought, well, I want to do that in really cool mediums, uh, video and all these entertainment sort of mediums. And I thought, what's easy? I need to start small. I'll start with a podcast. And well, here's the thing. I'd never started a podcast before. I didn't know any of the equipment. I didn't know anything, but I was like, it's gotta be easy. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, the truth is it's, it is easy to start. The entry point is really low. The equipment, you can get tons of equipment pretty cheap now. You can pick it up, but mm. it's not easy to be good. Like it takes yes. a while. It takes practice. And, you know, I've mentioned this before in other episodes I've done that, like my initial episodes on my show, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I really want to write apology notes to the guest because I'm like, <laughs> I know it was bad. I was learning. I was cutting my teeth. And so... Um, the inspiration was really about myself. How do I help people kind of discover what they want to do and how do they not feel lost? Because I was feeling that way myself. And I thought I'll interview these people that know how to do that mm-hmm. or that have information and we can find inspiration in these unexpected places. So as I do that, um, the show was initially called something else. And as time went on, my trajectory started to change because I started to meet these amazing people and it started to open my eyes um, further the, to something that was more meaningful to me, which felt like the the diversity inclusion, which is really kind of what I put my show around. It's about how people are so different. And, and also with the 2016 election, I started to realize after that that it felt like so many people were separated and disparate and Mm. and we weren't we weren't looking at the uniqueness of each other as positive but as a negative you know people were just like so much hate and awfulness was happening and so i just started to realize that this my work as i started to meet these really uniquely different people that it started to help me understand that this could be actually the better direction for me and so the truth is, it actually, I'm just speaking what I know, because I've always felt a little bit like an outsider. I've always felt a little different. So I'm like, well, I'm just talking about what matters to me. So that's how my show is actually taking me in that direction. I changed the name, and I started to broaden the reach a little. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's it's so interesting, too. And once you start 
hearing people's stories and once you start like really digging in and um, just any exposure to, to different modalities and viewpoints and just people's shared experience. Um, and it, it's so strange how it's beautiful too, but it's so strange how even, you know, people that grew up two blocks from each other and lived almost essentially the same life can have such different experiences of whatever the circumstances are. And so it's always, it's really interesting to me, especially when somebody's doing work that, that is based on interacting with people and hearing people's stories and sharing those stories. Um, what that, what that does to the work, but also what that does to the person doing it. Mm -hmm. And it, it sounds like it's, it's working on you almost as much as it is anybody else, which I think is beautiful. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I've said this for probably since I've been doing the show. Uh, it's actually all a gift. It's really a giant gift for me to, I think part of it is that exposure that I'm having, right? And it's, I'm, I'm learning and I'm starting to be aware of things that I, I wasn't before or as familiar. But if you take it a step further, where because I'm traveling to all these people, I'm going into their home, into their work. I'm on the road with them. Some days um, with some guests, I'll spend half a day with them. It's not just an hour. Like I'm actually yeah. out experiencing something with them or I'm helping them volunteer or so. And I'm meeting people that are really different than me as well, you know, that didn't grow up in the United States or has a different ethnicity or something. And and it's it's challenged me to not like see people as a whole or anything different like that. I've always felt that way, but it was a better understanding. And so, yeah, you can't help but grow with that. You know, and I think there's a good lesson there for anybody where you, you need to go put yourself out where you're a little uncomfortable, you know, seek to understand versus to make a decision. Right. And y you'll be surprised how it can shape your life, but also shape your career or whatever you want to do. I, something I've noticed, um, and again, I, I, I only know you through Instagram. So for me to say this is there, there's already, I like, I, we don't know each other personally, although I'd love to, um, if we ever get a chance to grab coffee or something, that yeah. would be great. Um, but you, you do see people on, on social media and there's, there's a difference. It seems between people who are just really trying to put their best foot forward, mm. um, versus people who just seem joyful and happy and yeah. and you to me seem like the latter um which is refreshing and i'm wondering does do you feel like that comes from is it from the work you do or is it is it from like where do you find the energy to to be that because it's not it's not necessarily natural for everyone yeah I think it's a combo. Um, it has been natural for me. Like since a kid, I've always kind of been this way. That's great. <laughs> um, as somebody described me at one of my jobs, I was effervescent. I thought that was one of the <laughs> best. I think that's just from what I know of you, that seems like <laughs> well, that was brilliant. accurate. Um, but uh, it, here's what's interesting. Um, I think I've heard this from the last few years from really good friends who have said over the last few years, Christopher, gosh, you're a little bit more serious than you ever were before. And I think that's funny because I'm like, wait, what? Like, I, I'm like, I'm still this joyous sort of whatever kind of guy. Um, but I, I think as as I've gotten older or the things I've seen, I've started to see like the reality of things, which has maybe made me a little bit more serious in some ways. However, the work that I'm doing and the people I'm meeting keeps me energized. It's 
it's not even just the people I'm meeting in the podcast, for example, like with um, Instagram, that's probably my favorite social platform because it's the most engaged with a real community. Like mm-hmm. I, the DMs, I probably get, I mean, I get tons of DMs every day and they're like, they're real DMs. They're not just, you know, the spam stuff. It's somebody's commenting on like, maybe it's um, one of my posts or a sticker and they want to send me a direct message about how something resonated with them. And they write me like multiple paragraphs of stuff. And I'm so energized by that. Like, cause I think authenticity and um, people being genuine, that sparks something in me. So mm-hmm. I think that does energize me. Um, so it's not that I don't have off days as well as like a, sure. you know, everyday person. Um, and in fact, this last like fall winter has actually been like some of the hardest times I've had, like in probably mm. the last decade. Um, but we, I don't know, we find our ways to lift ourselves up and find the support in our community and, and go on. And so that's a long answer, but yeah, I'm pretty like, it's a great answer. I'm pretty happy most of the time. Um, I just, but I just look to like my, my, my community and others that kind of help me like lift up. Sure. Um, you, you mentioned getting a lot of DMS, mm. uh, and I, mine was one of those not too long ago. Um, I'm wondering, uh, cause one thing I find, um, in talking to a lot of people, whether it's on the podcast or, you know, everyday conversation with friends or just acquaintances, or like you were saying, you know, DMS on Instagram, which has quickly become my favorite as well. Uh, just as a side note, I ignored it for years. Cause I like, I would, people would tell me, why aren't you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And I would say, I'm not, I don't think I'm interesting enough to be on Instagram. I don't, <laughs> there's nothing for me to take pictures of. Um, but I have loved it since I've been on there and it's been far more engaging than I found Facebook or anything else to be. Um, so I spend most of my time. It, if, if I'm on social media, most of my time is spent there and I, I think it's great. And it's, it seems much more positive too, uh, mm-hmm. than some of the others. So that's wonderful. Sorry, just an aside. Um, my what I'm wondering though is in talking to people, I find that there seem to be themes um, that pop up constantly in conversations and interactions. Um, and for me lately, it's been uh, uh, perspective um, and and trying to trying to understand that my perspective is just that it's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends recently said something interesting. He said, it's, it's really easy to mistake opinions for perspective. Um, and they're not the same thing. And I, that I thought that was brilliant, but so that's, that's what's been coming up for me. Um, I'm wondering if, if there are any themes that come up pretty consistently for you and your interactions with either podcast guests or just people every day or, you know, in your DMS, like what are the, you know, what are the themes that, that people seem to be working on? What seems to be resonating with people? Hmm. You know, I think sometimes that's, that's maybe divided by the, the place that people are at in their life. A lot of the podcast guest themes were about, um, about kind of following their truth. You know, mm-hmm. and because a lot of these people I was speaking with and they crossed the you know the gamut of if it's a business nonprofit thing that they're doing or they're just standing up to bias or it so it could be any walk of life but a lot of things i really hear about is um this like speaking the truth and this appreciation there's um there's a guest that i had interviewed a, a while ago and she said to me um i get to do this 
and and that stuck with me. It was like maybe two years ago that I've like that has always reminded me, and I think that mm-hmm. summed up what a lot of the guests talk about is when you realize that you get to do this and get to do this means everything breathe eat wake up every day do the work that you're doing whatever then you have this appreciation for life and so uh, the theme i started to realize was that these people started these people knew about that but so many other people don't know about that and i think like on instagram and and probably in my community there's a lot of people that are still trying to find the thing that they get to do that they can feel that way about so I think that's why a lot of people also follow me is because there's a lot of stuff I'm talking about, which is really perspectives and and ideas about, you know, being yourself and finding the truth in that. So I think there's a lot of, it's a little torn for me in those two different, you know, avenues maybe, but those are probably the biggest things I see. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that shift into, I get to do this. And I, I love that you included the fact that it means, everything um and it at the outset it might sound corny to somebody but Mm -hmm. i i think uh because i've i've thought about this too um but i think if you really shift into viewing that as a modality as a way of life as you know if you really inhabit that thought um that really can be life-changing and and you can easily compare it this is the the, there was actually a full story that the um the woman told me and um her name's natalie patterson and she was telling a story of what somebody else told her and she's this spoken word poet who's just i just think the world of her she's just so wonderful and she has some really great advice but when she told this thing it was an aha for her when she was being told this story Mm -hmm. and it was this comparison this woman told her and says because some people aren't living they died like some people have a drug problem and they have to face that and they don't get to have an every day like you do. And when she started to look in that perspective, it was like, Oh, 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 like, like I get to do this kind of work. And because she goes around the country and and speaks and does these wonderful uh, performances. So I started to realize too, like I was sitting in her studio in Los Angeles and I thought, well, yeah, (laughs) I get to do this. I'm talking to you, you know? So um, I think if you can just, put it in context it helps it make it not so unrelatable or cheesy it makes it real sure have you um uh, a friend of mine and i were just talking about uh the difference between um being observant and being introspective Mm. and you know some people seem to be one or the other oftentimes people are not both um and it seems like you're fairly introspective have you have you always been that way has it been something that you've cultivated and worked on well i mean i'm sure it's been something you've worked on but it's is it is that on purpose or is that just sort of something that that you've kind of always had it's become greater i think as like the further i get into all this kind of work uh, because it's the exposure you can't help but recognize things um, when people are offering advice to you or Mm. for example even writing instagram posts or whatever wherever i'm writing them if i'm writing something like you've seen i'm sure you've seen this where my instagram posts are not just one caption one line captions you know they're like a full story or three tips of advice or something so i actually have to write all that and so i have to be introspective to write all that and 
I think that that's been like this forcing function for me. Like I've, I've already been that before, but now I'm like even digging deeper. I'm asking the why sometimes that I was like, Oh, I just do this thing. But now I'm like, yeah, but why do I do that? Cause I need to explain that on Instagram. <laughs> so I, I, I think that if you surround yourself by, you know, people or situations and you are introspective and they're offering advice, it, it helps you just dig in deeper. And there's, I think that you, even like you can be one or the other, which I really agree. But if you're never introspective, you'll never tap into what makes you so different. Like, and, and, you know, and just to touch on that for a second, when I talk about like what makes you different, it's not one thing. And I think a lot of people get confused by that. Like, oh, it's because you're, you know, part of the LGBT community or you're African-American. Well, yeah. But it's, it's all of these things. It's identity. It's where you grew up, like those things that you talked about, like two blocks away from somebody. It's all of these small little things, your interests, your values. Put it all together. So so being introspective is also important to make sure you can dig into some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, as, as far as... Uh, um, so we've we you've talked a little bit about how you know some some different people's stories have uh, affected you and then then how that's affected your work. Um, as as far as you know, kind of big picture goes, um, have you found that? Do you feel people are generally optimistic about the way the world is headed? Um, do you find more more people are you know, maybe, maybe carefully optimistic or like skeptically optimistic or are, you know, I, I just wonder because it, you talk to quite a few people. I, I, I try and talk to as many people as I can as well. Um, and I, I definitely have my own opinion and perspective here, but I'm, I'm wondering kind of what, like what you're seeing in, in some of the conversations you're having. I think what I'm really seeing are people that want to be optimistic but that are not um i think people are looking for like a guiding light of some sort or you know like their north star or something that that pulls them into optimism because uh, especially in the united states you know it's it's very different than it was a couple years ago and people are feeling very separate and segregated Um, and some of people have done that to themselves and some of it's because of you know, politics and culture and all these things. Um, so I, I'm also a believer in what you surround yourself with. And, and that mm-hmm. goes for um, negative and positive. That goes for anything, you know. So if you're around yourself with people that are not optimistic, that's all you're going to hear all the time. So you may feel a little down. So as, as I'm starting to talk to more people, I definitely find people that that either they're on this, like you probably have seen, like there's a kindness movement that's really been happening in the last couple of years. Right. And there are people that really like live and breathe that they live and breathe it. I think on the surface where they want it. I think that's what the surface is. They don't know how to get it or how to get there. And then there's these other folks that I see that, um, that really want to make change. They just don't know what to do with that either, but they're like invested more into it. So um, I think that probably in my circle and the people I'm speaking with, 
the people that are surrounded by me because I'm fairly optimistic and that comes right through. <laughs> I don't think like the really negative, pessimistic people are attracted to me. I don't. I so I I just I don't That's know. Fair. I don't know if it's fair to say like I I can give a good blanket view of it all, but I I think the people that are on those two other areas they're they're looking for mm. help or that they they're already bought in. They just don't know what to do. So I, th- I think that's kind of what I see a lot of my space. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, you're right. It, it kind of depends on who you surround yourself with. And, and, uh, I was just, <laughs> I, I was just talking to my wife again. I, I feel like so much of this revolves around social media, but it's such a big piece mm-hmm. of everyone's life, whether we like it or not. Uh, I was talking to her about how social media, no, even if you try to not make it this way, it ends up being sort of, your own little echo chamber hmm. right down to the advertising you're getting. Um, totally. It's all, it's all tailored for you. Um, and then your friends list and the, the posts you see, it's, it's very good at making you feel like, Oh, everybody feels like I do. Um, yeah, that's, and it's, it's hard. To, you know, it's hard to call it social at that point. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's extremely social anymore. You know, though, I heard this thing on a podcast yesterday um, with Jonathan Van Ness, which is the, do you know who he is? He's on Queer Eye. I know that I've heard the name. I, I don't know that I know much about him. He, well, he's he's the um, gentleman that does, um, he does the hair and grooming on the Queer Eye Netflix. And he has, oh, okay. so he has a podcast. He's wildly popular. He has a podcast called Getting Curious. And I was listening to that yesterday and and he had uh, a person on that actually talked about the social part. And I thought this really, this, this was really smart. And it says, you know, it's social media, which is like your house. Your, it, this is your house. This is where you live, your channel, your little spot. So you can invite people in and you can tell them to go away. So, you know, you can invite people in and you can, you know, show up with grace and you can show up with kindness and, mm-hmm. and, let people in that maybe don't see everything your way, but you don't have to stand for negativity and for judgment. So I thought, okay, that's really good. So I feel like Instagram, for example, allows me to do a lot more of that than it would Facebook. Because Facebook right. really is like family and friends for me. I, I very mm-hmm. much separate it. Um, my Facebook like personal profile. Um, and so I think there's a balance to it. If you can be open in connect with those people that do think differently than you but show up with some like kindness and and also but have that rule like it's my house so if you're not kind get out block them yeah that's a great way to look at it i i've i've heard people talk about setting healthy boundaries before Mm -hmm. but yeah viewing it as a house is that's interesting i'm that's something i'm taking it resonated for me (laughs) because i thought the person was saying like well you wouldn't let somebody in your house be rude to you all the time, would you? Like right. a, a total stranger. Like, no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, the door's right there. <laughs> so I thought, yeah. oh, yeah. You know what? I've gotten, I have some colorful comments that have happened to me over the last couple of years as well. Like, you know, you just have to block those people. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I One other thing that I, I wanted to touch on and, and kind of get your perspective on, you talked about um, people that, that want to make a change, but maybe don't know how. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things to care about, uh, right now. And there's a lot of things to want to change. Excuse me. Um, you know, there's, there's global climate change and there's, you know, there's the, like, like you were saying, there's the current political climate and, and people feel, 
sort of divided and tense and no matter what side of the aisle you're on, it se- things seem very tumultuous and there's, there's all kinds of things uh, to do and to care about and that need to change. Um, and thankfully some of them are, but maybe not quickly enough. And um, I, I, I think the term for it is the, the tragedy of the commons, but it's the, it gets to a point where there's just so much, to do that it seems like anything I might contribute wouldn't be enough anyway, because so many other people would also have to contribute to change things. Um, and as a fellow, uh, changer or, or at least working towards changer, um, I'm wondering what you would say to those people that, that would like to see change would like to affect change, but aren't really sure where to start or, or how that even works. How, like, what do you, what do you say to those people? Yeah. You know, I always tell people to start with themselves first, start with, start with yourself. Like, are you really open? Are, what do you know about people that are different than you? Like start there first. Like you can't change the world if you don't know like who you are. And so for example, is marginalized people, many groups of marginalized people. Do you know much about them? Google is your friend here. Like, go figure it out. Do a little bit of that. Then the next thing you want to do is then get local. Get Start a small change. Everything's baby steps. You don't... Listen, the truth is, I'm never... Me and my little space is never going to change the president of the, of the country. That's not my job. My job, though, is to be involved in my local community. And I can participate in that. And I can learn there. And I can help out. And I can make a difference in people's lives. Because... It's about people. It's not really about the country. It's about making life better for myself and others. So if I'm getting local, there's a small baby steps we can take there. And I think from there, we can start to learn more about stuff. And maybe that takes us to a county level or a state level. So we don't always have to go higher and higher with those things. But if we um, want to affect change, start small, start with yourself, and then get involved with what interests you. Maybe that's local Maybe it's one specific cause that that matters to you. If if it's um, people experiencing homelessness, for example, is like really important to you, and you live in an area that that really is impacted by that, maybe that's the spot you should start because you feel connected to it, and there's a value there. So, I would tell people not to worry about the end result. Don't worry about like the big impact you're making. Worry about getting involved and meeting people and helping. Just worry about that. The rest will come with it you got to start somewhere that that's that's so great that's such great advice and it's again it's man i i feel like some of the best advice uh is the simplest um and it it doesn't get much more simple i think not in a bad way but it doesn't mm-hmm. get much more simple than start here start with yourself um that's probably the hard work for everybody because inner work is really hard and most of us want to do something external to that like you know project to somewhere else or help somebody else i'm going to help this person over here because they need it well it's true but racism and bias and prejudice in this country wouldn't exist if we actually did a lot of work and figure it out like for example i'm a white schmo living up in the bay area like i mean talk about privilege I live on the West Coast and I live in this area that's like got a lot of money and um but you know the truth is like I've never really like 
felt the privilege. Well, that's not true. I've just never acknowledged the privilege that I had. Mm -hmm. And so like right now I'm going through this workbook um, called White Supremacy and Me, which sounds like a day at the park, right? <laughs> but it's amazing to like, like open your eyes to awareness. And that's me doing a little bit of work of, yeah, this is probably gonna be really tough. Like, but when I understand that, then I can go help communities different because I'll, I'll understand what I'm trying to do and where my place is for that. So I think that's where like the inner work and the help yourself. I think that also plays into like my goal to like help people celebrate what makes them different. That's, that's part of that, right? When you can celebrate those things, you also recognize that those differences in people are amazing. Yeah. It's not just about yourself. Cause I really kind of think that if you can see how all these things that make us different, the truth is, then you'll start to realize that that's what makes us the same because we're mm. all different. And that creates a world where we all belong then. And that's really ultimately what I would love to do. That's beautiful. Thanks. I love it. Um, man, such a great answer. And that's, again, it's, that's something I think about a lot is, is, you know, where do, I, I mean, even, even for me, like there, there are things that I'm trying to do, but then, I still get the mindset and the sort of the, the rut sometimes of like, I don't, I, I just don't even know what to do. Um, but that's, that's so great. And Google is your friend for sure. Um, totally. Like just about anything you need. Well, and it's true. It's, I think that's come up a lot too, especially with, um, conversations between like African Americans and Caucasians where a Caucasian would say, well, right. I'm just going to go ask my African American friend. Hmm. It's not really their job to teach you. Exactly. <laughs> that's why we have Google. Exactly. And, and so that's really that's really come from as well, where even I, I'm like, you know, like, well, you know, if, or if you don't know about transgender community, well, Google right. can tell you about that too. So right. I, I think there's a lot of stuff that we can do. Um, it just takes time and effort to actually go make the research happen. Because a lot of us know a ton about, or... We, we know a little bit about a ton of stuff, but right. we don't know a lot about a lot of things, <laughs> you know? So right. we, we're in the society that we read headlines, but we don't actually read the article, right? That's like a Facebook yeah. thing for sure. And so we're like, we're uproar about something that was in a headline. <laughs> so I think this is what it's about. Get involved and just start small. Yeah, that's wonderful. And to you, yeah, man, you've said so many good things things um but to your point about you know the, the fact that it's not it, it wouldn't be an african-american person's job to educate a caucasian person on culture or difficulty or anything right really i mean that information is available if you just want to look for it um i had uh, a friend of mine on the podcast not too long ago um his name's evan uh he's a trans man um and i i made an apology to him I think before we started maybe on the episode, but I said, you know, if, if I ask questions that are problematic, it's, I'm not trying to be like, I'm, I'm trying to learn. But even in that moment, after we got done, I, I sort of had that same thought of it's, it's not, and he was very gracious and kind and mm -hmm. he's a wonderful person, but I even had that thought. It's not, it's not really his job to educate the masses on, you know, the struggles and difficulties of, of being a trans man, even in 2019, I mean, it's 2019 and mm -hmm. we're for some reason, we're still, we still haven't gotten there, you know? Um, but that's where, and th there are definitely things that you wouldn't want to ask 
any any person who may feel marginalized because it just there's no really great way to ask certain questions and right. so you know the the answer is if if you're really trying to understand there's there's a way to do that work you know on your own um there is and that's it's excellent that's excellent um you i think have um a few things in the works um and so i don't know um i don't know how much of it you can talk about or would like to reveal yet but i i would love for you to tell us like what you've got coming up what you're excited about um yeah any anything that you want to talk about there sure uh, I'd, I'd love it yeah absolutely um i'm not i'm definitely not pressuring you to, to release or reveal anything before you're ready yeah, for don't sure. don't worry peer pressure <laughs> doesn't really work on me so i'd be like well i'm not gonna tell okay, you good <laughs> um <laughs> no actually because i was thinking about it as we were having this conversation just about you know getting involved and on all this centers to me still about like knowing who you are like so you can be who you are like that phrase like be yourself which i sometimes mm-hmm. use too is a little bit cheesy and vague because like well you got to know who you are to be yourself so i really think that's the center so many things and i said this earlier where i think that if you if you know all those things that make you different and you can apply those to your life and i want to help people apply those in two ways so it's helping you to inform what your purpose is and this can change in life like your seasons of life as well but it really helps you connect those values to what you want to be in life and where you want to go with it and then the other part is if you are like a creator or a small business you can apply that uniqueness to your business as well and the example yeah. i always use is like your wedding photographer in the united states well there's a lot of those wedding photographers in the United right. States. And if you look at a lot of the photos after a while, you're like, I don't know who this is. Like they're all similar. They're good. You know, they're, 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 you know, nice color, all this kind of, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. But what makes it different? Like how do you as a wedding photographer stand out? And it's not just about standing out. It's also about um, like, how do you let your values show? How do you let these things that matter show? Because people want to do business with people that they either su- want to support, that they um, that they either understand or they understand them. So, by using that uniqueness, like let's say you know you're you're using your ethnicity and your you like where you grew up, your your you understand what it's like to grow up um, in the South, and so those um, photo shoots are a little bit different. Oh, you're also an African American. Um, woman so maybe you want to specialize in like um same-sex marriages because you see that light a little different like it goes on and on and on sure so the point of all that is if you don't you know know yourself well enough you can't tap into that you can't make your business unique and different and actually show your true colors so um something i'm launching and my goal is in the next two months to have it done is it's an online membership that helps people learn about that and so you have a couple different ways to do this and in the kind of the main module of this or the the main membership you you get to jump into like a kind of a framework or a roadmap about how to actually figure out all these things that are great about yourself how to understand them and then how to apply them to life and to your business if you do that as well so it's a think of it it's like a a self-serve online course 
with a whole bunch of extras in it. So every month you also have live guests that come on with a video chat with a special speaker that talks about how they built whatever they are. Uh, maybe they're a painter or a, you know, an entrepreneur of some sort, but what they've created by being themselves. It also comes with um, like an online community and I'm bolting my show into all of this. So you also get these extra episodes of My Big Story, but it's not just like your regular bonus episode. You actually get to hear things like, where are they now? So we get to hear from other guests and what they've done since I've interviewed them. You also get information like how I've built what I've been doing. And so you get to hear the behind the scenes of what I built and how, how it's worked and how it's not. And you also get a little behind the scenes about the interviews as well, because I do have these crazy adventures when I'm on the road, like stuff really happens. Uh, So you get a little bit like, I mean, that's just a sprinkle of it. Um, But the one extra thing I would throw in there too. So it's this whole kind of hybrid package I've kind of built because memberships are everywhere. Everybody's got a course. Well, I was never convinced like that was the right road for me, but I knew I wanted to help people. I wanted to help more people than I could like by coaching or, or advice, you know, go given. And this allows me to skill things or, or scale it. I also wanted to give people a way to like share their inspiration and share their message. So um, like the sticker, Our Stories Matter, there's also some physical merchandise with a lot more connections of that theme built into the membership that you get like gift with purchases as well. So you get to wear stuff and celebrate stuff. So it's a hybrid. You get all this like online. I can learn how to do this and apply it to my world. I get to actually participate every month with behind the scenes shows and live um guests and then i get cool merch that's so exciting yeah that's so exciting that's huge that's huge i've Um, I've been working on it for a while (laughs) (laughs) that is ah i love that uh when is it it's is it live now or it is or it is not very soon it's not live yet um my goal is in like it's probably two months out i'm still working through the coursework and actually um it actually has three levels of membership. So you can, if you're like, you know what? I love the show and I want to hear more inspiration. And I want to hear more stories. There's a there's a small amount you can join for like the lower amount. You still get a little merch. You still get all those shows. You still get like a Q&A live sessions with all of us. And then okay. if you want to join like the middle membership, which is like all the learning, then you can jump into that as well. So Excellent. there's different and- offerings for different people. That's huge. I love it. I'm so excited. Thank you. Um, I'll definitely check it out uh, when it's live. Um, and where can where can people find more information about that? Um, and then when it's live, where can where will we be able to? Find yeah, it's it? going to be under my company, which is Accidental Information, and the website is accidentalinformation.com. So that's where you can find all that stuff, like even the free sticker and um, all the different things that we're producing. Excellent. Uh, I I meant to ask actually yeah. um, where that name came from, accidental information, because it's so clever. I love it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering where it came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, it I came up with it years ago, uh, <laughs> and to me, it was the way that we learn. I I feel like we learn just in these really accidental ways, like, mm-hmm. and we learn by just having a conversation with somebody and we didn't mean to learn this thing that they're telling us, but all of a sudden we had it. We overheard a conversation. We stumbled on an article. And I found like it wasn't always just a class or a course that we were taking. It was like being in the moment. And, and I really love the idea that you can learn in unique ways. So the idea with accidental information, I kind of 
wanted to create it as kind of this media company where it was um, videos, short form documentaries, podcasts, because you can learn in those kind of entertaining ways. And, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where it came from. Love it. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. I have one more question for you, Christopher. Sure. Um, and this is, this is a big one. Don't be intimidated, mm-hmm. but this is the big one. Um, so since the podcast is called good humans, um, one thing I, I love to do is get people's perspective, uh, on, on not only what it is to be human, but how to be a, a better one. Um, since we're exploring better ways to be human. So the question is, um, what is it, what does it look like or mean to you to, to be a good human and how, you know, how would you advise people to, to, to do that, to be a, a better human hmm. maybe than they're currently being? I think it all starts. No wrong answers. <laughs> no pressure. I think it starts with respect, respect for yourself and respect for other people. I think that's where okay. it is. If we, I mentioned this earlier about like having grace and forgiveness, like, mm-hmm. you know, there being a good human, I think is respecting other humans. And I think it's about forgiving forgiving and showing up with grace and it's interesting too i use the word grace and we really it really came from a like a religious background which i do not have really but i <laughs> love how that translates to um, being gentle with people and allowing yeah. them to make mistakes and and seeing them for who they are and that's okay and i i think being a good human is being all of that seeing people for who they are respecting them and showing up with that so it's there's so many more things that could go into it but i think that that's probably the foundation of it all i love that answer and i i I also love the word grace um i i do actually have a religious background not so much anymore but Mm -hmm. that that was my upbringing um but I, i have always loved that word um i always felt growing up that we didn't hear it enough or talk about it enough um but it is that there's so much in that word I think, and it's, mm-hmm. we could use so much more of it. I think I do right now. I do too. It, and it's so simple and it's, I, 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 I you almost flip it around to like kindness, you know, that's, I mean, yes. so if there's a kindness movement, you know, where, then why aren't we doing more of that? Mm-hmm. You, w- one thing you just said kind of reminded me of, of something else I've been thinking about um, in that kind of, kind of allowing people space to, to be what they are, Mm -hmm. but then also to, to maybe get better at some point, but just sort of kind of seeing people as they are right now and, and in their fullness and in all of their humanity and everything that, that comes with that. And, and it's beautiful. Um, but something I've been thinking about a lot lately is the idea that we, again, with, with social media culture, especially being the way it is and like Twitter culture, especially being the way it is, um, people we've, we've seen a lot of it over the last like year and a half or so people sort of get crucified over um, opinions they may have held years ago mm. or something they may have said years ago um, without really taking into account the person that they may be now. Uh, and I, I heard somebody say recently, if, if we don't allow people to change their minds, why do we ever try to change anybody's mind mm-hmm. about anything? Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about that. Just the, the idea that like we, we don't seem, we seem to want people to be better, but we don't seem to want to let them change to be better. It's interesting. I heard a phrase the other day I'd never heard before, and I'm sure it's been around for a while, but have you heard of w- woke bashing? 
And it's for, I, I it, haven't. It's for so you know in the last couple of years where people have really been woke, you know, to what's been mm-hmm. happening. It's for the people that aren't woke enough. People are bashing them for that, and so it's really about even it's not wow. not even just the past opinions that they might have had. It's about the current, mm-hmm. and it's not allowing people to actually make mistakes um, in a safe space. And you know, there's and there's a difference between making real honest mistakes versus somebody just being spiteful and mean and you know and yeah. spewing hate. And I think it's true that it, it's it's scary and uncomfortable for so many people, especially online, to share an opinion because they're afraid what's going to happen. They're going to get bashed. They're going to whatever. I've had the same thing. And I've stumbled a couple times in things that I've done in the last couple of years with like phrasing of things I'd put online. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't realize it could be taken that way. And of course, that was not my intention, but it was, I still needed to learn from that. Sure. You know, and I had one person come after me, like really come after me and they told me like it was. And as we started to have a conversation, this was through Twitter, they actually went, oh, okay, you're trying to make it better. We get it. But but that took a little while. Yeah. And, and I, so I think that's true that we do need to learn to like not jump to conclusion initially, help people realize, but also make sure that they're making amends as well. You know, if you've had to your, first point if it was past things that we've said in the past that were you know maybe hateful or negative in some way but we haven't made amends for that or you know apologized or done something different right. then then you know what you you still have to do the work but if you have and you've you know coming to the table to show up and be intentional then then I think we should be more graceful about that for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I don't mean to let anybody off the hook for 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 being that way. That's not OK. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right. If 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 we or or someone hasn't done the work to make that right, then yeah, absolutely. That needs to be done. And sometimes, um, unfortunately, it can't be made right. But um, yeah, you know, that that's sort of, you know, up to the to the other party, I guess, involved too. Right. But, um, yeah, that's that's very important. I I like that. Um Christopher, is there anything else is there anything that we didn't cover that you were hoping to talk about or that's super important to you that you want to make sure that we cover before we wrap up? I don't, or... I don't think so. I think you captured it. I'm so glad you asked me about like the stuff I was working on because that that was important to me because I've been working on that for months. <laughs> and it, it seems it seems like a big undertaking, but it's like I literally it's huge. I'm excited. I have all the merch and all that stuff like done. Like all of that. Mm-hmm. So I've yeah, it is. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um uh I, I don't think so. I think we really captured quite a bit of it. Excellent. Um, and people can find you uh, at accidentalinformation.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and wh- is there anywhere else you'd like people to, to hit you up and, and yeah. maybe reach out if they have any other questions or anything like that? If you can also directly um, learn more about me at christopherswan.info as well, which is an, a website just about me. Um, but, you know, you can also find me on all the socials, uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's the place where I'm at the most, and I'm available there at oh hi christopher awesome your your instagram stories um are some of my favorites i look forward every time i see you've you've updated i'm excited because it's usually something at least it's either it's either going to make me 
happy or it's going to be interesting or something. But I, I look forward to that. I so, feel like I'm letting you um, down today. I appreciate that. But I'm like today, I was just like, I'm so busy. <laughs> I can't talk. Oh, no. You know what? Everybody's <laughs> got to get their, you know, everybody's got to get things done every totally. now and then and put their heads to the grindstone, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's been great. And I, I'm glad to know you. Um, Likewise. And I, I look forward to uh, seeing what else you're going to do. I, I'm really excited about the course coming up and, mm-hmm. and the membership and all that stuff. So I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for that. Um, and yeah, I, I look forward to staying in touch and, and maybe maybe checking back in once the membership is released yeah. and we can do like we can do a good humans version of uh, of where are they now, um, right. so to speak. Uh, yeah, and like see how that's going. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. It would be great to be able to like show it off and and share just like cool who's there and what we're doing. Excellent. Well, it's a date. Right, um, so- whenever whenever we have a, an official uh, release date for it, we can set something up and, awesome. and check back in. That'd be awesome. That's I'd, that's I'd great, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much for making time for this. Sure. Um, I'm really glad we did it. This. For me, just personally, this was an extremely helpful conversation. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping it is for our listeners as well. Um, and yeah, I think you're doing awesome work. Um, love the podcast. Love the love the website. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what else what else you're gonna do. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for letting me um, cool. come on and, and speak with your listeners. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, People of Earth, I'm happy that you stuck around and listened. Um, feel free definitely to, to check out um, Christopher's websites uh, and his Instagram. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, and I'll link all that in the, the episode description as well. So you'll just have to, you won't even have to search anything. You can just click links. Um, I'll make it really easy for you. But thank you for listening. And until next week, be good to each other. <laughs>